we want to bring value to the audience and you're a subject matter experts on making products more reliable. Hmm. If you have to focus on just one thing, if somebody yep. were to walk away from this conversation with just one thing to think about other than yep. buying your book, what would that be as far as making products more reliable? It would be time to reliability, which is a, a term that I uh, created because I felt everybody was just flat out lying to themselves and getting themselves in trouble. And what they were lying to themselves about was time to market. So one of the you know biggest driving factors in any product development program is time to market. You know, we this thing has to be out in November 2024, and that is very much not negotiable or there better be an unbelievable reason. And a lot of decisions get driven by that. And so in product development, sometimes things come up and you know it does, you do need to negotiate time. We found this issue that's very concerning. We wanna do this types of testing or analysis that may yield issues, even though we don't see them right now. And those things can easily get turned down or pushed aside. So this is where the dishonesty is, is time to market is when you released a product, but you're implying that that's when the engineering team moves on to the new product, right? You're implying that that's when you stop spending on development. But so often that's not the case because the product is, has a lot of issues and some you know of and some you don't. And the team stays on the, you know, and they're continuing to fix things and you're quickly releasing updates, you know, and trying to get the next revision out there and even replacing stock or sending something to the customers and then sending them a new one even before something breaks because you know it's a defective item. And then, of course, there's all the issues the customers are finding that you could have found in development. And I call that the recovery period. So then when the, re in the recovery period concludes, when the team really can move on, let's say 90% of your development team really can move on to the next product, the budget does really drop to just what you expected. And so I was like, it needs a name if we're going to talk about it. And that's time to reliability. So time to reliability is time to market plus the recovery period. And it's amazing when you start to really honestly measure what that time is of truly releasing the product, which means you've concluded the development program, you start making smarter decisions. And then what you find is all of a sudden time to reliability becomes shorter. Then time to reliability becomes that time to market that you originally wanted. And then it actually, you start making products even quicker than the way you used to. So you all of a sudden start to be able to have product development programs that make better products with less investment and you release them quicker. And uh, that seems un, you know, not believable that you can have it all, but you truly can. And it really starts with just honestly measuring um, you know, when you are done developing a product. Have you come across companies that do this really well? It's something newer that I I would say I first used the word time to reliability probably 10 months ago. And it was because I needed a name for it because I, um, you know, because I just over and over saw the inability to, to really make good decisions without true, you know, true, honest feedback. So there's companies that do better than others. Unfortunately, <clears throat> those companies usually have had to have been burned a bunch of times, right? Um, to where they really have to be like, all right, let's be honest, you know, yeah, we pushed it out the door. But do you remember that extra $5 million we spent an extra eight months? Like, <clears throat> this time when somebody comes forward and says, I found these issues, <clears throat> I found these issues, you know, you, you can bring that up as evidence of when there's the pushback of like, is it really that bad a thing? Be like, yeah, remember last time when we showed you this thing and you blew past it and then it cost us another five million bucks later and we could fix this right now in a week. 
So quite often the companies that do this better, unfortunately have the scars um, and that's where the lessons came from. And what I want to do is help companies be able to, to operate this way without having to experience all the scars and hardships. So what type of problems are they experiencing when they find you? Um, so, you know, there's new product development and then helping with existing products. And so I would say kind of in practice, one of the things is so often when a new product is developed, you know, like the, the prototype is made, leadership wants to know how reliable is it? And they push hard to do a lot of testing to measure the reliability of the product. And this takes resource and time. Um, well, I can save you six months of testing and $300,000 right now and tell you it's crap. It's a prototype. Like, why are you, it's not going to be good. It's going to have tons of issues. So instead of creating that situation where for the teams, they're in this horrible, they're backed into a corner where one, they are measuring something that they know isn't good. So you pretty quickly, just by human nature, start dismissing things. Oh, that's a one-off that won't happen again. Or you kind of start putting more nominal stresses on it or making excuses for observed things that could be issues. Um, and secondly, you're losing your resource and your time to be doing the testing that actually improves the design. Because the tests that improve a design are not the same tests that measure a design. So you're having the precious little bit of time you have in resource being directed away from the tools that can actually make the product better that we know is not good. It's a prototype. And you're being forced, really almost forced to be a little bit, dis to be dishonest, not in a nefarious way, but you're seeing issues and you're like, oh, we, you know, like, we'll just, okay, we'll try to do our best to fix that later on. And it's so much more difficult to fix it later on. Or you're just changing the criteria just because really your job's on the line and the executives don't understand that they are forcing a situation that is tying the hands of the people who can make the design better and also making them measure it in a way that, again, is the beginning of the dishonest, you know, dishonest metrics that just hurt you later. And it's all done in sincere, you know, in sincerity of trying to do the best thing. But this is where the growth, this is why I want the executives to grow. This is why I'm switching my focus from the technical teams um, to adding, you know, because over and over again, I've seen how executives need to do things better. And, and that's where the next level of growth is. That's where the next generation of companies come in that dominate markets and destroy their competitors. Competitors cannot keep up if leadership is structuring programs in these ways where you are rapidly growing the robustness of a design very early in the program. Um, and you are steering and driving your program decisions based on real honest metrics that are really looking at the full picture. Um, you're going to make the best decisions. It reminds me, as you're talking, it reminds me a lot about, I believe his name's Eric, the, the founder of uh, Zoom, the video conferencing system. Mm. I believe he was at GoToMeeting or WebEx, one of the big players before, and he was suggesting these new you know, technology yeah. uh, features to implement, new ways to go about doing this. And they said, no, 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 we've already made such a big investment. We're just going to ride it out. And then he, he left and then he started this and look at what it is today. Everybody knows Zoom. Yeah. And so it's no surprise to me that you'll have these large organizations that are doing these somewhat backwards processes or at least any highly inefficient ways of working uh, deadlines and, you know, brushing stuff off because you have to hit the deadline. And then those people that are the practitioners there getting frustrated with that, leaving and either joining a startup that has better practices or starting their own company that has better practices and doing it the right way off the bat. Do you see that happening at all in the industry? 
Oh yes, you're fine. So there's there's more than one where I've been brought in to a company to help them, <clears throat> and they effectively leadership doesn't listen, you know, and the technician, the technical people, the engineers, the directors, even the VPs like, are like, oh my God, this is it. You know, this is the right thing. But executive leadership just won't let them do it. You know, it's like, no, like the little example I gave of like, no, I want you to measure the reliability of this. I want to start measurements. And they're like, it's not good. Like, let me, I found this issue. Let me fix it. I've, I don't want to do this other test that helps me know how to make it more robust. And they're like, no, no, no. <clears throat> And so <clears throat> a lot of times, eventually, I might choose to disengage. I mean, I've fired customers, you know, I'm kind of being funny, but I've been like, I've had people say, okay, you know, what do you, you know, we finish this phase, of, you know, what do you propose next? And I've actually, in a written response said, I suggest we disengage at this point. And if you want to reach out to me at a later date, just because I want satisfaction. And then what will happen is six months, a year later, some of these people who really understood what I was doing and wanted to happen have left, gone to another company. And if it's a smaller, sometimes they take a higher position or maybe it is a startup. And the first, you know, early on, they say, hey, we need to call this guy, Adam. I worked with him before. This is what we need to do. And so they've moved themselves to an arena where they see the open mindedness or they have the ability to direct to do it. So. In the end, it's a success for me because I, I got through to people and, and they saw it and got it. They just had to go somewhere else where they could participate in it. Well, it's funny that you say that because on both of our product lines, sponsorship and making podcasts for other companies, there's it doesn't happen all the time. But there's at least been one instance on both of them where we were selling into somebody. They wanted to do it, but management wasn't on board. Then they ended up leaving and a couple months later reaching out to us and doing the deal with their new company. Uh, because they, they knew that's what they wanted to do and it made sense and the other team wasn't on board. So I think that that, that doesn't get talked a lot about in leadership and a lot of leadership, personal development. And we, we talk about relationships, but, and we talk about how relationships can be useful and valuable and profitable, but that actual aspect of people moving and changing companies and understanding your product or your brand, I don't hear that talked about a lot. Maybe I'm just in the wrong circles though. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, you know, I think, I think the thing is that when you look at when people leave companies, they're never leaving a company, they're leaving their immediate leadership. Almost always. Like I've rarely seen somebody leave a company and be like, you know, my boss and and my boss's boss were amazing. We're totally on the same page. Like that doesn't happen. It's, it's that, um, you know, there's just this difference in philosophy and, Things do change fast, you know, and even like you said, with the Zoom thing, where even, um, you know, he was in an industry that was brand new and booming, but you had you had people at the top who weren't, you know, looking out at what else was out there and weren't looking within their organization to, you know, to be open minded. But, you know, but on the other hand, too, I mean, we can complement, you know, the idea of listening to your people, but that doesn't always work out too, right? I mean, there's also times where sometimes the leaders do really have, you know, I, I don't want to poo-poo the, the idea that leadership doesn't know what's going on, you could probably come up with just as many examples where the leaders stood their ground and were spot on, um, too. Um, and a lot of people underneath left and they were wrong. But, um, you know, but, but when there is something that is a, a very consistently well-supported area of growth and improvement, that's not the case, right? So, for example, if you go to when, like, you know, I'm a big car guy, you know, the Japanese invasion of the 70s, right? Toyota and Honda, Nissan showed up 
And all of a sudden, we're showing how you can make an extremely reliable car that is, you know, high, good gas mileage and at a good cost point. And, you know, a lot of the American car companies were like, nobody wants that and it doesn't matter. And then sales took over, you know, they clearly began to dominate to where at one point Toyota became the number one automotive manufacturer in the world, you know, replacing GM. And um, so the American or Western car companies that did realize that, you know, and follow that survived and the ones that didn't, didn't. So, you know, it's it's not that every idea is great, but sometimes it's very obvious that the tide is rising um, because of something new, something to the degree what I said, you know, you will I think you'll dominate any market if leadership really begins to measure the results of activities associated to reliability and making decisions based on the correct metrics, I, I think you won't be able to compete. I think if within and within any industry, um, if there's somebody doing that, I don't, it, it's going to be very difficult to compete because you'll be spending more effort in getting less results. Mm-hmm.